Welcome back to the Overtime Buzz podcast. Finally getting back to you with some new content. Finally had some time where work let up, life didn't get in the way, and we are back with some NFL football. Man, does it feel good to have the regular season back. Preseason just never has the right vibe, does it, Eve? No, it really doesn't. Just the regular season just has a yeah you, you you explained it correctly it has a different vibe to it and let me tell you it ha- it feels great to have to see fans back in the stadiums just the energy just brings that energy brings a different vibe you could definitely tell from all the games from this past weekend especially for the new stadiums like SoFi Stadium and Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas and Los Angeles those those two stadiums opened last year but they were finally able to have fans in this year. And it, it was just say, it was kind of wild watching those games. I didn't really catch a lot of the Monday night game in Vegas, but um, just seeing the fans out there, like two base, you know, like SoFi being like brand new and the Vegas stadium being like a whole different look. Yeah. Like, I think it was awesome. Um, it's so much better than the Rams and the Chargers playing at, uh, was it the LA soccer teams field? No, it was, um, that was the Chargers. The Rams played in. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. Uh, the Coliseum, that's right. Uh, where where US, gotcha. yeah, where so, USC. I mean, plays. either way, like you get them in a real NFL stadium, like it's awesome, man. Um, it was cool yeah, to hear exactly. the fans, you know, over the TV, like see them going crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's awesome. We're finally getting back to some normalcy again. Um, but speaking of normalcy, the pod is back. Um, how have you been, man? Like it's been forever. We haven't really gotten anything out, so might as well get a little update from you there. Yeah, I know you work has been, work has been busy. I had a week off, I think two weeks ago and then just work has just been, work has been picking up back at the, uh, sports facility that I work here in the Sandusky area. And yeah, it's just, that's really all I've been up to is just working out and uh, working. How about you, man? Dude, how, how have you been? I, I literally couldn't agree more or echo what you said anymore. I mean, I work five, six, seven days a week. Um, busy weeks, you know, I work every day. Some days, some weeks I get a day off, but just working those yeah, uh, 6 a.m. to twos or sometimes some seven to sevens, just grinding it out. But um, I actually have a few days off coming up. I'll be headed out more your way, a little bit south, but um, going to oh, visit yeah. the girl Gotta in get Oxford out there for a couple of days. But nice, um, yeah, man, it's Got been it. uh, it's been a roller coaster of just long days and short days at work. <laughs> Not even good and bad, you know. I feel, I feel that, bro. I I really do. So, anyways, I mean, let's just get into it. Um. You know, like we we usually do, um, we're gonna we're gonna recap the uh, Steelers game for the week. Um, as you, as you guys know, listening, we did not put anything out last week um, to preview this game, but it was probably one of the most talked about opening games for the Steelers probably the last five years. I mean, usually we open with like the Browns or something, and until last year, the Browns were the Browns. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely a huge test for the Steelers. Um, you know, it's certainly interesting. A lot of rookies, new offensive coordinator. Um, there's, there's a lot of change. So, um, you know, obviously, those of you listening 
know the outcome. Steelers uh, beat the Bills 23-16. But, uh, man, it didn't look good for a while there. I don't know what your thoughts were on the first half, but I'll let you take it away. Yeah, the first half definitely wasn't good for the Steelers, um, offensively speaking. Defensively, they, they were lights out, but I'll get to that in here in a second. Offensively, they they were not getting anything going. And you know what? I think we all expected that. This is a new offense run by head uh, offensive coordinator Matt Canada and a new offensive line. And you're starting two or three rookies on that offensive line. and you know, Ben said it perfectly in his press conference from last week that they were going to start off slow. And now, I mean, I didn't think that they that they would not get any points in the first half, but it really kind of looked like the Randy kind of kind of like the Randy Figner from last year. I don't want to say that because I mean, there were some things that were different, but it, it nothing was going. The offensive line just looked terrible in the first half. And then Najee Harris really wasn't able to get anything going. And that's something that we need to do. We need to get him going so it it takes less pressure off of Ben. Now, let's get to the second half here. Offensively, they looked a lot better because they were able to drive the ball down the field. Ben was taking shots down the field, not like deep, deep shots, but he was spreading the field out getting the ball out pretty quickly. And, you know, I think the offensive line played a lot better. They, they really did. They, they during the pass, blo- <clears throat> pass blocking, uh, from what I saw on Twitter, is that Kendrick Green, uh, one of the rookies that plays center for the Steelers, he had a 100% win rate on pass blocking. And that's something that you need out of your rookie offensive linemen, one of your rookie offensive linemen. Um, but they were also able to open up some holes for Najee Harris. I mean, I, th- I think I thought we got a couple glimpses of what Najee could do when he's in the open space. Now, Ben and Najee do need to work on their connection here because there were a few instances where Ben overthrows Najee or just those two just weren't on the same page. And the second one for sure, because I thought Najee would, if Ben hits Najee, in that flat route, I think Najee hits. Uh, I think Najee scores a touchdown. Uh, if if you know what play I'm talking yeah. about, this happens in the second half. In the first half, that was yeah, <clears throat> yeah. In the first half, he just overthrew him. Well, not overthrew him, but Ben just got rid of the ball too quickly, and Najee couldn't catch the ball. But um, other than that, I again, I thought we saw some glimpses of what Najee can do in the open space. I mean, it started from the first play of that second half where he ran for nine yards. And then his biggest run of the day was like a 17-yard run or whatever. Uh, But not to get into the stats or anything, but he did rush 16 times for like 45 yards, I think it was. But anyway, I mean – I'm not too worried about it or or anything like that because I, I expect this offense to get better. As the season goes on, I'm really glad that this happened week one or it's or that it's happening now, the slow starts, because this can't happen in December when it matters most, when you need to be winning your games. So, and I think that this offense can get a lot better as they continue to play and practice. 
So I'm looking forward to seeing how the offense is going to progress here in week two. But um, getting away from the offensive side of the ball here, let's talk about the defense. That defense is, without a doubt, lights out. They played their asses off. I, I don't mean to say that, but they really, really did. The fact that the offense wasn't able to get anything going and in in that you were, they were able to hold Josh Allen to 10 points in the first half and then only to hold them to six points in the second half. Not many teams can do that, but our defense was able to. TJ Watt, what can what what more can you say about him? He is by far should have been the defensive player of the year last year. I think he's on pace and should win it this year. Um, coming off of a huge, huge, massive contract contract extension that he's well deserving of, and the fact that he was able to go out there without much practice or anything with the team and have two sacks and a forced fumble. Unbelievable. Really unbelievable. And also, I think one of the most underrated plays of that game is Cam Sutton's flea flicker uh, coverage. The fact that the Bills, the Bills tried to do a flea flicker and then... It didn't work because Cam Sutton stepped in at the last second to to bat the ball down. And also, just on that fourth and one stop, too, I mean, how, how much more can you talk about that? The, his, a, his ability to just get into the backfield, read the play, get into the backfield, and stop them on fourth and short, unbelievable. Cam Hayward, again, one of the most underrated players in the whole, in the whole NFL, had a monster day, just... The defense in general lights out. They are one of, if not the top defenses in the NFL. I couldn't agree more. The big thing for me is I cut a lot of the first half. Um, you know, I missed a little bit of the third quarter, but cut a lot of the first half. And just the defense, man, like the way they were able to limit Allen, the way like you didn't notice Devin Singletary until like one series like the fourth quarter, he had like two or three like straight five plus yard runs. Um, he didn't do anything in the first half. Josh Allen didn't really do anything in the first half. Um, and to keep digs under 70 yards like that was incredible. Um, you know, what they did with not only their ability to just get to Josh Allen, I mean, Melvin Ingram was a criminal the way that he was just abusing that left tackle. I mean, that that poor guy committed like three holding penalties in like the first quarter. It just, I don't know what he was seeing or what Gordon was doing, but um, had to be terrifying. Um, but then, I mean, obviously you got Hayward, Watt, you know, you have Sutton, like you said, playing unbelievable. Um Minka struggled a little bit in pass coverage, but his run game was run stopping game was on point for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, if they're going to keep playing like that, and obviously Hayden, um, you didn't really hear his name, and you didn't really hear Diggs' name, which means Hayden did his job. Um, yeah, what an effort from them. Um, truthfully, if anybody was going to get the the game ball, I'd give it to just the whole defense. Um, the offense, like you said, the first half was just brutal. Um, Ben was overthrowing guys, you know, high, uh, leading him a little bit too far, but the second half they did what they needed to do. 
they got down the field, they scored the defense, you know, this or special teams rather created uh, a touchdown of their own. Um, I feel like that really was just a full team win. Um, ben didn't have to throw for 200 yards. Najee didn't even have 50 yards. Um, no receiver had, you know, hundred yards. It just wasn't an outstanding game, but they were able to put enough points up and keep the bills off the board, which was really the biggest thing. So, um, you know, obviously you got to mention the wizard of Boz is just unbelievable. Um, putting him out there to make a kick, man, it's, you almost have to wonder the ice just going through his veins. I mean, it's crazy coming back after that one year that he was so bad. So, um, yeah, what an, what a game. Um, definitely good to get off to a one and start, uh, especially getting a game up on the bills who are potentially a team that you might be either fighting for a wild card spot with or a top playoff seed with. So, um, having that tiebreaker is huge. Um, and really, I mean, looking like 16 weeks from now when we're in the last game of the season, <clears throat> it's going to be, it's going to be an important win. So, it just got to keep the momentum going um, and move on to the next game. So anything else you want to add to that? I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah, I think, I think you said everything pretty well. Just, you know, Ben didn't need to, you know, be the vintage Ben. He didn't need to throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns or anything like that. We didn't need, you know, a huge day out of Najee. But um, those guys were able to do what they needed to do to win the game. And also, how about n- n- nobody, including I think you and me, because I don't think any of us, but inclu- but everybody didn't have the Steelers winning this game. Everybody thought that this was, you know, going to be an easy W for the, for the Bills. Maybe I thought it would be a close game, and everybody probably thought it was going to be a close game, but everybody thought at the end of the day that they were – the Steelers were going to lose this game, but to ha- but to go into that stadium with that crowd against a top AFC contender and come out with a W, that that's that that tells you that th- this team is not going anywhere, and that they should be looked at as threats. In my opinion, no, absolutely. Th- I opinion. mean, you can. You can look at it from the standpoint of the Bills were considered to be one of like the top three teams in the league coming into this season. Um, really behind the Chiefs and the Bucks, I don't think there's anybody you would put ahead of the Bills um, or that many national outlets did. So, no, no, it was it was the Chiefs and the Bills were probably going to be the top two mm-hmm. teams to beat. Oh, in absolutely. The I mean, and for good reason. I mean, the Chiefs returned most of their team. They have Patrick Mahomes. They have Travis Kelsey. Like they're still a solid team and the bucks. I mean, I think they returned like everybody. So, um, yeah, there's not, there wasn't really a reason to think that either team was going to be lower than one or two. Um, but the bills were that good. And last year they were the only team that had a shot to slow down the chiefs. So, um, I really think that this puts the Steelers kind of like, I'm not saying top five in the league. Um, I don't think they're that good, but no, I think, easily inside of the top 10 to be able to beat the bills, maybe like number seven in my eyes. There's, I was going to say yeah, there's at seven least or eight. like five teams I could put ahead of them um, with like, without hesitating, yeah. but not many more. I mean, maybe another one or two, but that's about it. 
Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, the offense just needs to get better because if the off because if the offense gets better and with the defense that we have, that they're going to be a Absolutely. total threat for sure. Well, speaking of total threats, um, we were going to go over the Browns and Chiefs game. Um, game had a little bit of importance to the Steelers, being as the last game of the season was a loss to the Browns in the postseason. Um, watching the Browns take on the uh, AFC champions from last year. All I got to say is uh, most of the game, the Browns looked legit, but the Browns is the Browns. Overtime came around and they showed why they still are not yet in a league with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Yeah, go ahead. You can take it away. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean – at the end of the day, though, I mean, the fact that they were able to go the distance with a team like Kansas City speaks volume in, in, in my eyes. And coming from, and this is being, you know, unbiased and everything like that. Like, obviously, the rivalry is there, and I don't like the Browns at all. But at the end of the day, I, I do think we have to look at them as potential contenders in the AFC. I mean, sure. Sure, they, they they didn't beat the Chiefs, and maybe they're not there just yet. But we could potentially see that, that matchup again in January and with other guys being involved in that matchup because Odell Beckham Jr. didn't play for the Browns, and the Chiefs were also down two starters in Frank Clark and the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. So those guys will for sure return to that to, They'll return for sure for that game if it if it happens. Now, going back to the Browns here, I think they have one of the best offenses in the NFL with the offensive line that they have, the running back duo of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And even their wide receivers aren't aren't bad either. And when you add Odell Beckham to that mix, it's it's a, it's a good wide receiver room to have. Now, obviously, in the past, or at least in the media and everything, you know, Odell and Baker may not have that chemistry that, you know, Baker and Jarvis have. And we all, we, we've all said this before, is that Baker probably plays better without Odell. Because when he does play, because when Odell does play, they really don't seem in sync and they don't really... They don't really click is what is what I'm really getting at here. So, but still, I mean, Odell is still a good wide receiver. He's not top 10 or anything. He's, he's not what he used to be when in York when he was yeah with the Giants, but I think he's still a good solid wide receiver to have in your wide receiver room. But uh, also going back, but also to the Browns point, uh, their defense is still highly – Sus. <laughs> um, you didn't really hear much from Miles Garrett or Jadavion Clowney until the end of the game when they met, when they both met at Patrick Mahomes to uh, make a third down stop. <clears throat> Excuse me, get some water real quick. But um, but yeah, their secondary is still really um, their secondary is still r- really sus as well. Because they don't really have a good 
safety duo. Uh, their corners are pretty good with uh, Greg Newsom and uh, Denzel Ward. What's unfortunate for them is that Greedy Williams and Grant Delplett, the uh, safety who is still yet to make his NFL debut because the Browns drafted him last year in the second round, I think, and he still has not played in the NFL because he tore his Achilles last year and he was injured for this week one matchup. So he is still yet to make his full NFL debut. But those guys just can't stay healthy. So it you, you just kind of wonder you just kind of wonder about about that and for their defense as well. But you know Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, I think they're going to be a good duo and good duo for them. And I think the Browns' offense is going to be just fine. Yeah, I think the offense is such a strong suit for them. Um, I mean, like you said, Landry is such a good receiver, and I really don't think Odell fits on that team. Um, I think it's too much of an AB factor where he demands targets that you just physically can't get to him. Um, I mean, he certainly still is uh, an outstanding wide receiver, but he's going to be the guy that's going to get double covered every game. I mean, it's not like teams are going to double cover Jarvis Landry because you do that, you're going to just get burned badly by Odell, which like, yes, you can kind of run that risk too by doubling Odell and having Landry one-on-one, but um, not quite to the same effect, but I think Landry is more of a um, efficient player for the Browns. And obviously, you know, Chubb and Hunt, they're both good running backs. So obviously one's receiving, one's not. Um, I think it's a good team offensively, but defense, I, I agree with you. They're definitely not strong enough. Um, I mean, I know that they were playing basically like prevent defense against the Steelers in that playoff game, um, being that they were up 28 nothing. It didn't matter if Ben threw for 800 yards. Um, But you could see Ben was kind of able to just score at will. Um, Whether they were just kind of like, ah, whatever, we're up like three scores. That's also another factor. But it kind of goes to show that they were able to just kind of put up points, get big chunks. Um, But yeah, I, I think... I think it was a good game, and I think you're right. We might see that game again in January or February. Um, but I don't know. I don't I don't see enough from the Browns right now. Um, but that's just me. No, and, I, and, you know, I understand that and everything, but I do think we have to look at them as legit threats. And, and I don't, I'm not saying that you don't think that or anything like that. But I, I just think as we as Steelers fans, we just need to start looking at them not as the little brother anymore that they that they were in the past. We need to start looking at them like, okay, well, they were that in the past, but now they're they're Yeah, legit. I agree. I think that's accurate. I think that's a very fair statement. Um, I think the entirety of our lives, uh, since as long as we can remember, you know, granted two thousand two, um, the Browns are pretty decent, but um, really from 03, 04 on until last year, um, the Browns, as Juju would say, the Browns is the Browns. Um, they really were that little brother. I mean, Ben has more wins in that stadium than any Browns QB not named Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah, I was going to say, cause ba- Baker broke that, like, yeah, not I mean, that it, long like, ago. It's crazy. And Baker's been in the league, what, like four years? 
Yeah, yeah like he's been like four now. years. That's his home stadium that he plays eight games in per year. And Ben still had more wins than him. But granted, Ben's been around for 16 years, but or 18 years, but even still. <laughs> like, like I, I don't think it's more <laughs> than 12. So you mean to tell me they hadn't won 12 home games in three years, which they didn't. Um, I mean, they came in and they were 0-16, and they were 1-15. Um, they were bad, um, and they are not anymore. So I agree. I think little brother is no longer a valid outlook on the Browns. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just weird to say. And obviously, being the fans, Steelers fans that we are, we hate to say that, but it's it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. Game so, recognizes game, man. If you're a good team, I, I can know, acknowledge yeah. that you're a good team. Whether exactly. I like you, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, um, we're going to limit our picks to just in division this week. Um, I know last year we were kind of doing like five, six different games around the league. Um, for the sake of this week being that now we're in a 17-game season, um, let's take a week to just stay in the division. So. Um, first game we'll, yeah. we'll go over is kind of like a weird game. Um, it's the Bengals versus the Bears. I think that's in Chicago. Um, who do you think is going to win this game? You don't have to get crazy in depth with it. Um, it's kind of like a weird game to think about. The Bengals and Bears are just two teams that don't have really any relevance in my eyes to like this season. Well, you know, I mean, the, the Bears should be good with the, their offense and their defense, but just to – yeah, I'm not going in-depth here, but it just depends on who they start at quarterback. Personally, I think they should start Justin Fields instead of Andy Dalton because if, if we watch the Sunday night game, Justin Fields was really good and the team responded way better to him than they did to Andy Dalton. But – um. You know, we can't ignore the fact that the uh, Bengals had a good come from. I don't know if it was a come from behind win or anything like that, but it their game went to their game went into overtime with the Vikings, and they were able to pull pull it out on a uh, last second last second field goal. Oh man, this, this is this is really tough to pick, but I I think I'm gonna go with the Bears mainly because I think that they're. I think that their defense is just a little bit better and they should be able to slow down Joe Burrow. Yeah, and that's that actually offense. kind of what my thought process was as well. Um, you really did sum it up pretty well. Um, and I can't really add anything to it because I don't I, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to add to it. The, the Bengals are definitely in yeah. <laughs> a uh, rebuilding new phase this season. Um, and the Bears are kind of like in between that. So they yeah. could surprise us, though. I mean, I'm not going to count them out because I don't think anybody expected them to beat the Vikings, no, I mean, I and yet they did. That. And certainly Burrow's good enough. Um, that receiving core seems to be good enough. If Mixon plays like that every week, it could definitely change the landscape of how the season goes. But And also if Jamar Chase doesn't drop the ball well, every ball that comes his way. Anymore. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, man. Like, to me... Um, they have to play six division games. I don't see them beating us twice. I think, if anything, they beat us once. Um, they're definitely not going to beat the Ravens or Browns twice. So, 
at best, maybe no. three and three, no. but I see them as more of like a one and five in division kind of team. Um, they just, the experience yeah, with our division right now is far too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for sure. Chicago is going to win this game. I think they're the better team. Um, so our next game uh, is going to be another kind of weird one. Uh, it should be a fairly easy pick here solely based on who they're playing, but it's going to be the Browns versus the Texans in Cleveland. You know, I mean, the Texans played well last week. Tyrod Taylor had like, what, four or five touchdowns and threw for almost 300 yards. But what we got to remember is that was against the Jags, and the Jags are not going to be good this season. This season. No offense to Urban Meyer because I'm an Ohio State fan and I love his time at Ohio State, but no. No. He's just not going to do good this season, and it really showed, I think, week one. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Browns should bounce back easily uh, with this game. Uh, Nick Chubb should be able to go off. Baker, if he gets all of his wide receivers back, they should go off. And I, I I think their defense should get to Tyrod Taylor pretty easily. So yeah, Browns Browns by like a million. I shouldn't say Browns by like a million. See, I but think Browns this is easy. like the one game of the season that a team reaches fifty points. Um, it, it doesn't happen mm-hmm. every year. Um, I think the last time it did, the Patriots hit like fifty five against the Dolphins um, two years ago. It was when their defense was putting up like two touchdowns a game. Um, Shout out to my fantasy yeah. team when I picked him up before week two, right before that game. Um, <laughs> best waiver claim of the year for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm for thinking sure. like they put up like 24 <laughs> points a game for like 12 weeks. Um, but I don't know. I think I think this is the kind of game where, truthfully, we could see a like 50 something to like 17 kind of game. Like I, I don't really think it's going to be close. Um, and if it is, well, and it if shouldn't it ends be up being close. It's going to be like a 42 39 kind of game, like some stupid high scoring game where no defense gets played. Um, but I think we're both in agreement here. The Browns are going to win this. Uh, yeah. You know, like also just, this could be kind of that weird game, kind of like how last year where the Browns should easily win this game, but for some reason they would pull back a little bit and they would get their opponent to come back into that game. It kind of reminds me of last year when they played the Cowboys because the Cowboys mm-hmm. like were bad. But of course that was when they still had Dak Prescott when they played him. But the Browns were easily going to win that game and yet somehow Dak got them back into that game. So this Very could be well, another could be. one. I mean Tyrod Taylor is not a pushover either. I mean he's a solid quarterback. He knows how to play the game. Um when as long as he's not getting punctured by his oh, own yeah. team doctor. Um but I don't know. I mean, he's yeah. got weapons. You got David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Brandon Cooks. I mean, it's not a bad <laughs> offense, but um, it's just a bad team. So I think we both agree the Browns oh, yeah. here. Um, the next game we're going to take a look at is much more relevant than those two. Um, it is Chiefs Ravens. So now we have week one Chiefs Browns, week two Chiefs Ravens. So winner. Who you got? You know, oh man, I really thought this game was going to be close, and it still might be, but with how poorly the Ravens' defense played against uh, 
Derek Carr and the Raiders. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game pretty easily, mainly because their defense isn't going to be able to get to Patrick Mahomes and they're not going to be able to cover any of the receivers of you know, like Tyree Kill and Miko Hardman and Travis Kelsey. Um, the Ravens are, the Ravens will most likely keep it close because the Chiefs defense didn't play very well last week. Didn't, the Chiefs defense didn't play well against the Brown, against that Browns offense. So it'll probably be close, but at the end of the day, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think part of me like wants to take the Ravens so that we have a different pick, but I mean, they lost <laughs> Gus Edwards, they lost J.K. Dobbins, I mean, they've lost Marcus Peters. Losing a guy like Dobbins, losing a guy like Gus Edwards, like that just kills your offense because then it becomes much more of the Lamar Jackson show. And as we witnessed last night, Lamar Jackson show equals fumble city. Um, yep. I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, he certainly he's got weapons as receivers, but <clears throat> he doesn't throw the ball enough for that. And his offensive line is certainly not good enough for that. Al Villanueva. Yeah, I was just about to say, Big Al last night Oh my night looked god, that terrible. dude got steamrolled all night. Um, but then, I mean, I, I mean, he 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 was bad with us, but I didn't think he could no, get I, even worse. I don't. I think I saw some of his game score last night it was like a forty-four point three, which was second lowest oh, sure. in the league, <laughs> week one. Um, yep. But I, I don't know. To me, like. You lose those kind of guys, it makes you a one-dimensional team. But then when you add in the loss of Marcus Peters to a, a secondary that's already not the best in the league, um, and you don't really yeah. have the same defense as you did two years ago, it can change a lot. And like you lose a guy deep, deep downfield that was pretty much the only person on that defense who was going to cover um, Tyree Kill. That's not good. <laughs> um, I mean, they still, no. I can't remember his name, but he's the inside linebacker that was like in talks for defensive rookie of the year. Um, yeah. Patrick Queen, I think I mean, it is. He's still going to be good. Um, they also still have Marlon Humphrey, and he and he's, he's really but, good but too. It's but it's not the same when you don't have Peters. That like, I don't know, like like when you can say like I have right. Peters on the left side, Humphrey on the right, like that's when it becomes no fly zone. But when you have one or the other, it's like all right, so either Hill's gonna have two hundred yards or some dude like me, Cole Hardman, is gonna have like twelve catches for like two sixty, like because you're just not gonna yeah. throw anywhere else. Um, and obviously Patrick Queen or whatever other linebacker is gonna draw the assignment of Travis Kelsey. Just just go sit on the bench. <laughs> Because it's just not a cover situation, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I think to me, it is just kind of common sense to take the Chiefs just based on the injuries that the Ravens are facing. Um, and I guess our last game, um, the game of most importance to you and I, um, maybe not to all the listeners, <laughs> but yep. that would be Steelers and Raiders. The Raiders. All right. It's going to be the home opener at Heinz Field. First time with fans in Heinz Field, like full capacity since 2019. Um, man, it's going to be nice to see that place packed. So, if Steelers 
Raiders. Who's winning? Oh man, you know this is this is going to be a good game. Um, I think a lot of people at the beginning probably would have had the Steelers win this game easily, but I think with the performance that the Raiders showed last night, this is going to be a really close and tough game for for both teams. And I think both teams are struggling on the offense uh, on the offensive line because I think Alex, we saw Raiders rookie Alex Leatherwood last night. He didn't have the best game, but um, let's look at our side and Chooks Okorafor and rookie Dan Moore. They especially Chooks Okorafor, but um, they they I think they're going to have a tough time blocking Carl Nassib and Max Crosby. So this could be a defensive game, and this could end up with whoever has the ball last will win the game. Man, it's tough because it's really tough. I mean, I, I part of me wants to pick the Steelers just because, like, I, I think that, you know what, yeah. I'm picking the Steelers to win this game mainly because I think with that crowd being back in place, it's going to be a – I think it's going to be a good atmosphere and it's going to be tough for the Raiders to try to pull off something offensively. When Renegade starts playing in the last, final two minutes of the game – I, I think Derek Carr in that defense. I think Derek Carr is going to struggle against the Steelers' defense. I think TJ Watt's going to have another field day against Alex Leatherwood and get to the quarterback many times. And I think if the Steelers' offense can at least it can just play like they did in the second half, move the ball down the field, get Najee going, take some shots down the field, then I think the Steelers will win this game. So I am going to. Take yeah, the I don't know. I was sitting here thinking. I should just take the Raiders because, I don't know, the Steelers play down to them all the time. The Raiders are a team that we just never seem to, like, actually beat. Um, But, I don't know, I think their offensive line (laughs) being such a weakness. Like, got Watt, Hayward, if Tua comes back, if Melvin Ingram's playing like he did last week. Like, I don't know, man, that's just not fair. (laughs) There's just not enough. Like, they need two (laughs) extra linemen at all times. Um, three for TJ alone, but um, I am going to take the Steelers. I think I think they play well in front of their fans. I think that um, coming back home, I think playing off that Bills momentum, it's really going to help them. Um, and they have a rough stretch this first, um, I think eight weeks before the bye. So, um, we'll see how that ends up going, but. I think they end up beating the Raiders here. I just don't see a reason to pick against them because of the defense more than anything. Yeah, exactly. I I, I was thinking this kind of the same thing. You were like, maybe I should pick the Raiders just because of the fact that the Steve like the Steelers tend to play down to them. And part of me was just thinking this is a game that the Steelers might lose, but at the end of the day. I think the Steelers managed to pull it off, basically like how they did in Buffalo. So I, yeah, I, like I think the it's just the right call um, overall, just for who this team is right now and what they're going to be able to do. So, um, yeah, exactly. I don't know about you, but that pretty much wraps it up for me. Um, if there's anything else you want to add, feel free to go ahead. Otherwise, we can uh, get into wrapping this up and get ready for this week. Yeah, I got really nothing else left to add. Just really looking forward to 
finding time to doing this again because this is something that I enjoy doing with you and Dante, and hopefully Dante can join us next week. But I, I'm really looking forward to getting this back, hopefully each and every week here, and especially with hockey season coming up here as well. I'm going to try to watch a little bit more hockey this year so I can get more involved with you and Dante on that conversation. But, um, yeah, just just really looking forward to I, – I, 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 I'm sorry I keep saying that, yeah. but it's just the truth that I just – I'm really looking yeah, man, forward to it. Yeah, me too. I know it's this. definitely been tough. You know, like we've said the last couple of times, we've actually been able to get content out. Um, it, it certainly has been uh, a grind. I mean, we're all working a lot. I know Dante's working full time. I'm working pretty much full time. If you're pretty much working full time, like it's tough. Um, I know there are podcasts out there, obviously, that do that and, you know, work around their full time schedule. But um, all of us pretty much fresh out of college, it's certainly tough to find the time working around a new job. So, or a first job rather. So, um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to, uh, this football season. I'm glad we're getting back into this, try and do this weekly again. Um, maybe find a steady night that we can do it upload in the morning. Um, and yeah, certainly hoping to get you into some hockey here. Uh, get you, get you watching, get you involved and see what we can do for this season. Yeah, right. exactly. Looking, really stuff, looking man. forward to it. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks for everybody sticking around through this one. Kind of a little longer than we anticipated, but that happens when you're just having a good time. So um, yeah, we'll exactly. talk to you guys next week. Everybody be safe. Enjoy week two, and we'll be back at you next week. See you guys next week.